again. Hey, hey, hey. It's Brent Houston back for the Slipstream podcast being brought to you by the still not updated and still not done, not quite random.com. And I've been a little busy, but I will eventually get to the redesign of that site and bring it in uh, and use it as an aggregation point for the different companies I'm involved with and the different projects I work on. So uh, bear with me, but notquiterandom.com, that's where you can keep an eye out. Well, this has been a Memorial Day weekend to remember. Uh, It's been certainly different. And uh, I didn't make this podcast on the actual Sunday night like I usually do. Uh, Instead, I kind of enjoyed the holiday and I'm playing catch-up now on Tuesday. So uh, that's when I'm recording. It's a very, very warm evening and I am hanging out still in the compound here in the Hocking Hills of Ohio. And today we're going to talk about a tool that I built back in 2018 for some of my mentees and some of the folks that I was sort of helping with some career uh, mentoring at the time. And so This tool is called the Career Mapping Worksheet, and the whole goal of the worksheet is just to create a process by which you can sort of examine where you are in your career now and what the sort of organic career path ahead of you looks like, but also what kind of opportunities exist in the adjacencies and in the different uh, things that you really want to do. And to do that, I kind of tried to build out a process, a methodology that I could use over and over again with mentees in order to help them kind of understand where things were going in their career, what the skills looked like that they needed to build if they were going to follow that organic career path, as well as if they wanted to do something adjacent to what they're doing today or, or to strive for some dream job, what does the skill gap looks lo- look like for that as well? So that we could help to come up with some sort of plan of action to close those skills ga- skill gaps and move toward whatever their ultimate career goal was. So I'm going to kind of take you through Uh, the Career Mapping Worksheet. I will have the link to this uh, up in this episode's site up on uh, the Slipstream uh, distribution site. So I'll I'll have a a link to the PDF that you can download this worksheet uh, for yourself. It's uh, it's about four pages long. um, And the first page really just kind of talks about the instructions of how to complete the worksheet. But it's pretty self-explanatory. So, uh, but I'll take you through it because I think there's some use in this and and uh, just kind of uh, maybe some value in what I was thinking when I built the process. So, the first part of the worksheet really is broken up into six different boxes and. These six different boxes really are places for you to kind of talk about yourself. So obviously we've got one where you can put your name and you can put your date, the date of this career mapping exercise. 
Uh, I tend to have folks do this career mapping exercise about three or four times a year. Uh, that tends to help them refocus, see different possibilities. And there is significant value in having a running dialogue of these worksheets. Uh, I find it very useful for myself to go back, look at them, look at different decisions I made and how they organically or inorganically uh, played upon each other and, and really you know led to the outcomes. So there's obviously, like I said, your name, date, in, in that kind of box zero. Box one is really all about where you are today. So there's a place here for you to put in your current title, but also, you know, sort of a place to put in a bullet list of what you would say your current skills are. What are the things that you are good at? What are the things that you use to actually perform the work that you do every day? In box number two you've got your supervisor's title. So the person who you report to at the organization you currently work for, and there's a section in, in there where you list what are the skills that their position actually requires. So, uh, you know, maybe you're a developer and your supervisor is a senior developer, and so they have a little bit more experience in different data sets and in and, and, uh, different database technologies. Um, so what you're trying to look for here is what are the skills that your supervisor's position requires that are different than the skill set that you currently use? The third box is actually your supervisor's supervisor's title, okay? And the idea here, again, is a place to list that position's skills that that position requires, that your supervisor's position doesn't require and your current position doesn't require. Now, what you've just defined is sort of this vertical, organic career path, where you are today. If you were to continue to do well, focus on quality, continue to be a great employee, the sort of next logical move is into your supervisor's position. And so what does that look like? And if that's what you want to do, you now have a list of the skills that are different from the skills that you currently use every day that you need to work on and close that skills gap. We define our supervisor's supervisor, that position and the skills of that position as sort of the stretch goal, right? That's if if I stay on this organic career path, that's where I'm going to be. That's the skills that I need to build in the long term. And that's the vision of what that career path is going to be. Now, in box four, you have a place to list the skills gaps, the things that you really do want to focus on that are between your current position and your supervisor's supervisor's position. So if you want to start to break those down a little bit, management, for example, what does my manager needs to focus on reporting? Maybe today I don't do a lot of metrics reporting. So I need to probably develop some skills in statistical analysis and public speaking and possibly in 
building Excel documents and doing data visualization. So that might be a part of the skills gap. And what you've created there is sort of a roadmap for what you need to work on if you really want to continue and excel on this organic career path. Now, the fifth box is also some pivot possibilities. And in this box, I kind of think of it like this. If tomorrow, if my current career path became unavailable, that is that organic career path, suddenly the company went away or, uh, you know, I, I'm suddenly a technology came and disrupted that entire career path, then what are some other firms or industries or occupations where my current skills could be of value, right? And so that's what I try to list in box five. What are the things that if I had to, I could pivot to or the places I could pivot to to make use of the skills that I have and certainly the skills that I'm building now? The next section of the worksheet is comprised of three boxes, and it's called dream building. And so in the first box, you have an opportunity to list the dream jobs that you have. And I define this dream job position as what's a job that I could do where I would be just jumping out of bed to go to work. I'd be excited for the day. I'd be sad to leave to come home. Like, what is the thing that engages me? What are the jobs that actually fires my passion? And what I tell mentees to do here is really ignore how, how much money those positions make, but really list the things, the jobs, the positions that you would be passionate to do every single day. And as you might have guessed, in the next box, you have a place to list the skills that those dream jobs revolve around. So what are the job skills that you would have to have to fulfill those jobs that are in your dream job box? And then in the last box, under dream building, you've got the gap. So take the skills that you have today, compare them against the skills that are in the dream job skill list, and you come up with a map of if I wanted to pursue my dream job, that thing that I'm passionate about, what are the skills I would need to acquire, work on, improve to get to that actual dream job? Now, this page, just those thinking exercises, those thought exercises, building these mental models in your head is a very useful process. Right off the bat, you have a chance to identify what's likely to happen as you move forward in your current career goal. You could say to yourself, a great thing to, to say would be like, do I want to stay here or do I want to go to another company? Well, to do that, I look at my supervisor and my supervisor's supervisor and look at the skills list. Do I want to build the skills that are needed to move forward in my current position, in my current company, in my current career path? What does my supervisor's supervisor's life look like? Does he or she work 150 hours a week? 
Am I comfortable with their work-life balance? Can one person do that work in a time that I feel is comfortable? Do I think I will enjoy the position and the work that is to be done? Do I feel like I will be able to contribute? So you can start to ask some of these questions and really help evaluate what you want to do and what's likely to happen. And then, because you've listed these possibilities to pivot, you've got some options about what might make you happier. Your dream job list is there, all on one page, your pivot possibilities, and you've done this work, so you have a pretty good feel now for what this organic career path looks like versus what skills you're going to need to acquire and what the outcomes might be and how that balances against the things that you're passionate about. Another use for this worksheet. My mentees often come to me and they say, I'm thinking of going to one of these two companies. I've gotten these two job offers. And I, I want to look at these two companies and determine which job offer I should take. I have them fill out this career mapping worksheet as if they were already in the position in each one of the companies. So have a conversation. Use LinkedIn. Use social media. Look up who is my supervisor going to be in this position. What do they do? If I take this new position in company A, what does my supervisor's supervisor look like? What's the skills gap? What do I need to learn to really excel in this company, company A? What are the pivot possibilities? If I've been in this position at company A for three years, what skills have I built that I can pivot and go elsewhere if I want to? And then I have them do the same thing for company B. And now they can compare company A to company B. What does the organic career path look like in each one? What, what skills gaps are going to have to be worked on in each one of those companies and positions? And what pivot possibilities exist if you choose A or B? And how does that align with your dream jobs? So very useful scenarios and use cases for the career mapping worksheet. Now, there's a second section to the career mapping worksheet. The, the next one is the value proposition creation. And so this is a section of the worksheet that's defined to really help you lay out what your value position, your value proposition, excuse me, would be if you were going to follow that organic career path or choose a pivot or go after a dream job. And so it's really simple. First, we start by asking the, the question, if I were being considered for promotion to my supervisor's position, what's the unique values that I would bring to the table? And I ask folks to just jot them down here. What's, what makes you the best candidate for being your supervisor? And honestly, a lot of times, some of the results are quite eye-opening for my mentees. They say, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm good at this, this, and this. I compare that against the skills that my supervisor has. And man, I'm missing a couple of key points. Maybe I'm not ready to do that. Maybe I need to focus on these couple of shortcomings, skill gaps. 
Or sometimes they say, man, I look at this. Here's why I would be great at this job. But boy, it sure does make me look at other places I could pivot because, man, I'm overqualified to be my supervisor in this position. And then we do the same thing for your supervisor's supervisor. So what's the unique values? If you were going to suddenly leapfrog your supervisor today and you were going to become his or her boss, what's the unique value that you bring to the table for that position? Same thing. What are the skill gaps? What what are the things that you're going to bring that make you the best candidate for that position? And you just role play that in your mind and take notes. Now, the next piece is if you were going to be considered for a job in one of your pivot areas, well, what's the unique value that you bring to the table there? Well, as I think about transitioning from being a software developer for banking to being a software developer in veterinary care, obviously I have a great deal of experience in software development and in language and databases like all developers, but I'm going to be able to bring to the table financial analysis that I can add into veterinary care management platforms. I'm going to, I understand how double entry ledgers work. I understand the rules and basics of accounting and how wire transfers function and how payments function. And I understand these different parts of the banking formulas that can be applied to managing a practice in veterinary care. Well, that's a unique proposition in a pivot. And so you might define that in this section. If you were going to go after one of these pivot jobs, what makes you uniquely qualified by looking at the skills that you have now and the passions that you have now? And then we do the same thing again for dream jobs. So if you suddenly wanted to go after one of your dream jobs, again, what's the unique values And I want to stress unique. What's the unique value or values that you bring to the table? What makes you the best candidate for that position? As you look at this part of the document, what you get are value propositions, ways that you can have a conversation, the things that the talking points that you want to use when you engage with the folks who are going to decide whether you're going to be in that position or not. And so for me, and for many mentees, these are very clear points. Two to three sentences. No more than two to three sentences that lay out why you're unique and the best candidate for those different positions. Lastly, the last part of the career mapping worksheet that I've created is called Next Steps. And here, I ask folks to list 10 to 25 next steps or ideas that you could explore to close those skills gaps, to refine your unique value proposition, or to help you move closer to the dream jobs that you identified back in the first page. And so these are literally just bullet lists of, wow, I need to get better at this, Or if I did this, it would really make me unique. Or if I took these two things, my hobby and what I'm passionate about, and this piece from my past history, that would really make me a great applicant for this dream job or for this pivot uh, that I saw above. 
And so this is a chance to really sort of brainstorm and roadmap out what you're going to do to help make this map a reality. So at a high level, I've taken you through the career mapping worksheet. I've made this available to the public. Uh, I will share it again in the slipstream uh, piece of content uh, in the page where you can, you can download slipstream um, and in the show notes. So uh, I hope you use it. If you uh, find value in it and it's something that you'd like to let me know how it worked for you or how it could be improved, uh, feel free to reach out. Hit me up on Twitter. I'm at LB. Houston, that's L-B-H-U-S-T-O-N. And uh, I really would love feedback and love to hear if this uh, was valuable to folks. I know many of my mentees have said it was a fantastic tool for them. If you come up with some other use cases, um, you know, I talked about comparing jobs or should I stay here or should I change companies or just looking at what do I need to do to really get ahead in the, you know, in, in the company and organic career path I have now. Um, if you come up with other use cases than those three, feel free, reach out, let me know. I'd, I'd love to hear about them. And uh, I really do appreciate you listening. Uh, it has been a wonderful week this week. The weather has started to improve here in Ohio, and uh, that always puts me in a much better mood. Um, I do want to mention, when I try to do the Slipstream podcast, I try to talk about mental models that help me. And the mental model I'm going to just mention today is systemic thinking. Uh, Thinking in terms of systems. Not so much goals, but in systems. I.e., the goal really is what is the outcome, the output of the system. And then you've got what inputs do I have into the system that will help me get there. And then the rest is really defining as a process what are some tools, techniques, technologies that can be used to get you from place to place. I try to apply systems-based thinking to my entire life. Um, you can see I'm, I'm big on methodologies. Take, for example, the career mapping worksheet. Uh, this was just really something I wanted to help create for my mentees. And uh, using systems-based thinking... Uh, that's how I got here, systemic thinking. Um, there is some great Wikipedia material if you want to search on systems-based thinking. And, of course, if you want to uh, follow on Reddit, there's systems thinking uh, subreddit. Um, and there's a mental model subreddit on uh, Reddit as well that is absolutely phenomenal. Lots of great mental models uh, covered on there. I read it uh, routinely. And, of course, if you really want to dig into uh, mental models, there are a number of books out there uh, if you search Amazon. Um, there are a couple of them that are, are really good. And in upcoming uh, podcasts, I will point you to uh, several of them. All right. Well, we're about to wrap up. I thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the slipstream with uh, Brent Houston coming at you here today. And as always, thanks for listening. Until next week, stay safe out there, man. I hope all is well. Take care.